You are here with PA Rut Reports Hunting, Fishing, and Outdoors, episode 23, coming at you live, Facebook Live. You're Facebook here with Live. Brother Roy, PA Rut Rob, and PA Rut yeah. Brad. We're trying something brand new for uh, everybody tonight. Well, you probably can't hear us outright there right now um and this episode will be released here in a couple of days but we are actually live we're right live now. in the wow. sugar shack yeah uh, we told you guys we do this podcast in a shed uh, i mean as you can see we are in a shed um <laughs> so shed. this is the sugar shack this is us um so anyway we're going to start off with uh talking about of course archery season we haven't been with you in a while we apologize for that but our lives didn't uh let us uh let us uh, do our podcast like we should have been doing. Our lives or our wives? Yeah. Or well, our kids, our wives, our lives. Um, so <laughs> our lives. Um, we're back with you. Um, October first was the first day of archery. Yep. Um, so that's uh, been here and gone. Um, so Rob, you've been out more than both of us. What are you seeing out there in the deer woods right now? What am I seeing in the Pennsylvania woods? A lot of stuff. PA wilds. A lot of movement. A lot of action. A lot of doe, whole lot of doe. Every doe in four. Every doe in four A has walked by my stand so far this year, which I can complain about right now, just because I'm not uh, seeing horns. But bait. no, whenever, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a good way to put it. Just <laughs> yeah. dangling them out there. It's very much bait, and it very much is. So uh, I enthused by the amount of deer that I've seen so far this year. It's been a pretty good year from a activity action standpoint. Seen a lot of deer. Between uh, 7.30 and 8.45 is primarily when they're moving through the area that I'm at, but I've been hearing from guys that have been seeing them all day long. Uh, evening is typically pretty good as well, um, so I mean, so far so good in relation to how the season is going. Um, past couple of Saturdays, or at least the past two Saturdays, we could do without the rain, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. No, the last, uh, last Saturday in particular was really bad in the morning. Uh, I didn't even go out. It was actually it was monsooning when yeah, I woke I up before. I didn't go either. It was, hurricane. It was heavy rain. Yeah, <laughs> so hurricane. hurricane Matthew hurricane looked like it was weather. over top of us. Um, yeah. But uh, I went out that evening, um, and I was walking up to my stand probably about three thirty uh, ish, and um, I actually walked into a group of deer feeding. Um, there was one buck and uh, two does feeding. Um, of course, no running activity yet, as far as I saw. Um, but walking up to my stand then, uh, finally got up there and there was four deer feeding right by my stand. So, um, I of course had to spook them cause I had to get to my stand. There was no other option at that point. Um, that's the only deer I saw. Uh, I, I took the stand and didn't see any deer on stand. Um, but I think right after that rainstorm quit, uh, it was actually pretty good. You know, you should have been yeah, in the woods right when that quit. Definitely a lot of movement. But, uh, so that's what I was seeing throughout the, uh, of course the roll call and stuff like that. Um, that people were seeing deer right around 4 o'clock um, that day all over the state of PA. And I think that's pretty much when the rain quit, uh, especially on the uh, central to the west side of the state. Uh, so it looked pretty good that day uh, for mid-afternoon or late afternoon uh, movement. Yeah, I can say this, similar to every year, the first day. Uh, I didn't care how the weather was, what was going on around me. It was just good to be out in the stand, out in the woods. Yeah, 
and it, it definitely was. No bucks. Definitely was. No horns yet for you. Oh uh, no, I've seen two bucks. Two no. two tiny two little bucks. guys. Two oh. tiny little guys. Yep. A four point and a spike. Uh, no, you're looking for this early in the season. No, no, I don't look for them really. Or at all, really. In the state of Pennsylvania, <laughs> I don't believe you can shoot a four or so, unless you're. I'll say, I'll say it's unless nice. you're fooling us with your age, I guess. It's nice after you see about forty doe to see a, a set of horns, even if it is a, a spike oh, or a four point, but still, it's not quite the same as seeing one that you can toss an arrow. Yeah, at. but as Brother Roy was saying, you find the does now, you'll find the bucks later. That's the bait. They're out there. You know they're there. Yep. Once the rut kicks in, them bucks will they'll find them days. They're not moving on. So, um, true. Anyway, so we had we have brother Roy here for a reason. He does a lot of uh, land prep, uh, a lot of food plots, uh, a lot of getting stuff ready uh, prior to the season and up until now. Uh, still working on some plots. So uh, I'll talk with him on how uh, what he's been doing out there and how his food plots have taken course over the over the past couple of months. Uh, due to the lack of rain and then getting swamped with rain. So, uh, Brother Roy, why don't you tell me a little bit about your food plots, what's doing good, uh, what's not doing so good, how the rain was for you, and uh, or how the weather, I should say, was for you. Uh, everything went pretty good early in the spring. We did a lot of clover, uh, sunflowers, corn, what else? Some think alfalfa, some chicory. Uh, everything did really good off to the start, and then we got no rain. And we lost about three acres worth of, of uh, sunflowers and corn and soybeans due to the rain. Uh, so we changed things up a bit, uh, put some fall stuff in a little bit early. Uh, it was our White Toe Institute wintergreens, and that is turnips, uh, radishes, and kale and uh, rapeseed. And it's doing phenomenal. It's almost knee high. We got turnips uh, size of baseballs right now, and we got three acres of that, and it's it's doing really good. A lot of deer coming into it. A lot of turkeys. Almost every time you drive by the field, it's there's deer in it, no matter what time time of day. But we did lose a lot due to the drought, and it was tough this year, even for guys just starting into the food plots. May get discouraged a little bit out there, but oh yeah, don't yeah. get discouraged. It's not your fault. I, most, I, I some spent, of the times, I wasted I wasted a couple thousand dollars this year just. Yeah. To, on fields. Oh, that's not wasting. You're learning the whole time. Learn, yeah, it's an education. Yeah, it's an expensive education. <laughs> find, um, find the positives. So those, tur- those turnips you're saying are the size of baseballs now, they won't eat them until the first freeze. Is that right? Um, They say after the first frost. Okay. After the first frost, the, the, uh, the leaves will go to uh, sugar. It'll put sugar into the leaves. And we just had a frost uh, yesterday morning, which it should start putting a sh- uh, the sugar into the leaves, and the deer should really start hitting it hard. But they don't touch the turnips and stuff usually till uh, late December, early January. And they'll start digging them up and eating they'll start those. Digging them up once the greens have died off. Okay. So they'll just eat the leaves off right now, and it looks like there's nothing there. And then they'll come in there and dig up the turnips. Yep. Later yep. in the year. That's really cool. But it's so it's kind of like a all season food plot there for the or for the hunting season, I should say. Yeah, we're looking pretty good for hunting season. That's uh, nice. One good thing with the drought there. Uh, our corn, everything we planted early died, and we replanted everything. And now I got one of the only green cornfields around, with <laughs> twelve inch ears on. And <laughs> how about it's crazy. Um, how about Take the it. acorns at your place up there? I mean, they're falling like crazy oh, over right loads of acorns. So, loads of acorns, and uh, that that um, uh, that takes does, the deer away from your food plots quite does, a bit, especially does. if they start getting pressured a little in the fields out in the open. Yeah, so we have a lot of state game land close to where we're at, and uh, 
they're they're pushing them off the game lands now onto our ground and they're finding everything we got planted so they're sticking around that's a good thing that's a good thing you also got some uh heavy cover on your property too yes, uh, which i was uh able to witness and i'm gonna try and pick some pick some berries and go up there and do that and uh on my property as well but uh once you explain to those people these people out here what that is that you have there this thick cover oh it's a oh it's a terrible terrible invasive species but it's uh it's called autumn olive and it does do wonders for all wildlife turkeys bears deer grows fast it'll it'll take over a field did nothing but stuff you can't even walk through but it's good habitat for animals and it makes awesome jelly too awesome jelly awesome hmm how many berries do you need to make a jar of jelly? Oh, about 20,000. <laughs> That's a lot of picking. small berries. Just 20,000 berries. That's a lot of picking. That's no problem. So, Rob, how's the Facebook Live going over there? You were over there. Not t- you're not talking. You're texting. It's distracting. Or yeah. commenting, yeah. I'm actually commenting back to the people that are commenting to us. Do so. they, they say anything bad? Probably uh, I ain't very good at just talk stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hold a ghetto old mic to your mouth and type and talk at the same time yeah that's tough all right so um we've had loads of rain the past couple of weeks um but wait we got a we got a i already answered this on you got a question we got, we got a user a user a member question from, okay. from butch schwartz butch schwartz what yeah. do you need butch schwartz? <laughs> butch schwartz he wants to know if we um crap where'd i go do we hunt deep mountain areas or farm fields um i'll say that's a mixture um I would say uh, I hunt basically mountain ground. Um, deep not, mountain. Uh, deep mountain. Deep mountain. I don't know if you'd call it deep mountain. There's no fields around me. It's all woods. No, no, it is, uh, it's all is, rolling that, hills. It's, per, it's high, pretty high elevation. That's deep. Um, yeah, that's a hike. A hike. That's you got to hike mountain. back in. Yeah, yeah. you got to ride four wheelers back to where you're hunting. That's, I know four wheelers hiking. Deep <laughs> you got to hike. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. deep. I don't know if it's deep mountain, uh, but it is mountain ground. I hunt a lot of mountain ground. Uh, P.A. Rob hunts a lot more, uh, field yep. and, uh, field edges and stuff like that and, and corridors. Um, Roy, brother Roy, I would say, what do you say? Uh, but mixture. Yeah, mix uh, it's a mix. I hunt the woods. I don't hunt right on top of my food pots. Usually I hunt the woods, surrounding edges. Try and get that transition period for bedding area to, uh, bedding area to feeding area. Feeding area. A couple areas we stay the hell out of just because <laughs> we don't want to spook nothing out of there. But yeah, I mean, there's no fields. I tried to put a, you know, you know, we're working, working every year to get some open ground so we can plant something. But ultimately, there's no fields where I hunt. Um, so there's your answer, Butch. I don't have any fields where I hunt, and these guys both do. Um, kind of totally different areas we hunt, and um, different strategies, of course, come with that. Uh, so there's oh, yeah. your answer on that one. I hunt field. I hunt field a lot just because that's the easiest access for me to hunt, and I see. A lot of really big deer. Also hunt deep mountain woods with PA Rut Brad on a pretty regular occasion back in his land. Yeah. Um, but I'm mostly mostly field side. The property I hunt is probably 240 acres. Of that 240 acres, probably uh, 70, 60, 70 of it is actually wooded. So it's kind of limited in your options in relation yeah, to getting into the fields wood. Around but, with food yeah, but, but at the same time, that little sparse areas of wooded land are very high traffic areas for the deer that move through that area especially during the day so typically see a lot of deer i would say fields give you a little bit more of an advantage because you can see from a different vantage point uh for further away to see where they're coming out early season especially Uh, so rather than mountain ground i would say that you know if you're not there actually you know doing the scouting you got to have cameras out there doing the scouting for you rather than 
um, you know, being able to look across the field or be able to spot yeah. a field and seeing where the deer are at, uh, seeing what deer are on the property. So it's tough to hunt. It's a, it, it, it's a lot tougher to pinpoint deer on mountain ground, I would say, than it is to pinpoint the, the location of them on in, in open woods or field or property, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. So, um, I prefer to hunt where I hunt just because I know the ground. Uh, once you get to know a piece of property, it doesn't really matter if you have fields or if you have food plots or whatever you got. If you have the property that holds a deer and has food on it and has some water for them, um, you can pinpoint where they're at year to year and, and get down packed on that and figure yeah. it out so no, that's good it just takes time that's all i mean yeah. i hunt the same years. i hunt the same years. trees that i've hunted since i was 15 years old oh yeah oh yeah i yeah. learned something every year that's new about the property it's some i mean whether they change their pattern oh, on yeah, me or yeah. you know it's a different story different, or, different deer different area yeah. a little bit of yeah. different everything different bucks move in and all of a sudden they're changing their bedding areas and I don't know why the heck they're bedding here. I jumped jumped a big buck walking in where I never jumped a deer before, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning process every year. Uh, but right now, good thing about my property is only one of the ridges is dropping good acorns. You have a red oak or white oak? I have a lot of white oak. A lot of white oak, that's good. And the uh, white oaks are there. dropping like crazy right now. So, um, that's all I heard when I was walking on my stand the other day was drop, 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 drop all around me. So, um I mean, there's a big, big area where these things are at, so uh, it's kind of tough to pinpoint them, but you know what ridge they're going to be on. Uh, yep. You kind of know where they're bedding at, so get in between them and figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Huh? Figure it out. Just get on the tree stand, sit. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just be Class. out. You know what? One thing just that be I, out. even if I'm in the woods, a good set of binoculars, small that you can glass but definitely a must yeah 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 i mean i never really used them before other than three about three years ago i started using binoculars every day in the stand and you'd be amazed at how many deer if you're just sitting there glassing you know 150 yards away out in this thicket and just glassing real slow you're going to see deer possibly in there uh that you would have never saw if you didn't have that set of glasses so you know that there's deer moving down there so you might want to sit a little bit tighter and you know because something could be moving into you but Man, I'm constantly glassing with binoculars. Um, sometimes it gets me in trouble, though. I mean, I've, I've been busted. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll second that. You hear that, though? You're sitting there looking down through a thicket, and you're getting mesmerized in there. And, uh, you know, you're looking through, looking through, looking through, and all you hear is whew, out of the corner. You're like, son of a bitch. Stomp. Yeah. Like, oh, man. How'd you sneak up on hey, me? Oh, that's because you were mesmerized. Hold up on the cuss words there, brother. Cuss words? Yeah. That's I swear on the cuss words. You said some bitch. You said some bitch. Oh, did I? Something along those lines. All that's right, okay. Well, I think that, that's I okay. That. <laughs> Any kid should be in bed at school night. It's a Mike, school night. It's Wednesday night. It's true. All you kids should be in bed. That's right. So if you're hearing swear words, we're sorry, parents. If you're not in bed, you should be at least butchering. <laughs> yeah, you should be butchering well, we got, we, got a, we got a question. All right. Question, go ahead. <laughs> a member question from Mike Hetrick. Oh, boy, Hetrick. He wants to know where you're from, Brother Roy. <laughs> I told the you. Deep woods. Hey, Mike, Mike, I told you. Can't I, I'm from there. the woods. He comes from the woods. I come from the woods. The beer. Where do you find all those mushrooms and edibles at? In the woods. In the woods. That beer, that beer gives it away. Oh, for those of you that yeah, for those of you that don't know Brother Roy and how Brother Roy got involved in our little uh, shindig that we have going on, um, well, I was, we, Brad and I have known Brother Roy for a long, 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 long time. Um, so long one more time long prior to us doing this stuff um but 
Brother Roy is a uh, the most knowledgeable individual that we know in person um, from an outdoor standpoint, basically, but primarily from a foraging standpoint, from a logging standpoint, from a hunting standpoint. Well, I spend a, every day yeah, in the woods. From a land prep every standpoint, day. from yeah, a little bit of everything. So Brother Roy, we actually have a sister um, page to the PA Rut Report called Brother Roy's, where you can go on find out information about yeah we're working on that. that's a yeah. slow it's, process it's, it's, a work, it's, it's a working we're, process we're slowly but, getting there but if you ever want to know where to find more well maybe not where to find them not where to find them how where, how to find how to them. find them and what to do with them you can always ask me any question you want um, i'll animals. try to answer back the best i can yep 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 so, so anyways, that's, so that's how brother roy got involved so welcome brother roy. welcome brother roy thank you thank so, you but we don't know where he's from after these you know we've had the first day and then the rainy days, the Saturdays with rain. What were the Sundays like after those Saturdays with rain? Beautiful sunshine. Sundays. Wind, Sundays calm. by clouds. Cool in the morning, <laughs> calm, sunshine. Sundays, Sundays by default. You wake up Sunday morning and go, oh, I wish I could be in the woods. Yeah. Sundays by default are always beautiful. And in two on two occasions, every once in a while I'll go out on a Sunday. I won't take my bell. I'll just go sit in a tree stand if it's really nice and I have the time to do it. And the last two times I sat down, I had shooter bucks come within 25 yards of me. And now you don't have a bow with you. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, what a beautiful day. At least you can hang your clothes out to dry outside after the, the rainy, rainy day. The rainy Very Saturdays. True. Very true. I think this Saturday's looking good, though. The Saturday is supposed yeah. to be the nicest Saturday of them all. So. Well, this, this, this Saturday is looking good for multiple reasons. One, um, the weather it was pretty warm today i think it was up into the 70s middle of the day and it's supposed to be a relatively decent cold snap i mean it's not getting frigid it's not frosting but at the same time going anytime it goes from really really warm rather to really really cold weather on a quick in a quick snap like i think it'll drop probably 20 degrees between today and tomorrow and into the weekend um it's good yeah so uh this sat- speaking of this saturday we're going to be doing doing another live uh, podcast. We hope. We, be we hope a live podcast uh, up in uh, Mahaffey, Pennsylvania, um, from the land of the bearded from buck. the land of the bearded buck. So make sure you guys check those guys out, the bearded buck, um, and like their page. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be on theirs or on ours, and we will let you know about it. Um, but uh, just wanted to, since we're talking about next Saturday uh, or yeah. this Saturday coming, I just wanted to point that out there before people logged out and got sick of us. We got a couple minutes left, and we got to call. You want to in. answer a couple of questions? We'll, an, we'll answer a couple of questions, and then we got to call in to our. Uh, you want to see if wildebeest is available? Yeah, we're going to call our East Coast. We brother should definitely here. call in. We're going to call our East Coast brother here in just a second. You guys won't be able to hear wildebeest from our two pursuits, but uh, we're going to give him a ring and uh, see if we'll answer the phone. Um, hopefully, he does. Hopefully, he's still awake. It's been a while since we talked to him last. So, what do you think? Are you going to call him now, or do you want to? I'll, I'll get this out. I'll, I'll read this. All right, questions. Question. And then, and then we'll, we'll see call if we the can't get, beast. See if we can't get Will on the horn. Uh, question from Blake Miller. What do you think is the most reasonable poundage someone should shoot a bow at? Reasonable? Reasonable. Um, it's kind of open-ended. It depends how say old you are, depends you're a woman. Or, what do you mean it depends on if you're a woman? Woman, young child. Old man, or 
young strapping men like us. So I'm not sure, you know. It's, it all, that's, that's, you know young, young and strapping. You know, a lot of these guys, older guys, are turning the cross bits. They can't pull them back. So uh, reasonable poundage, I would say 60 pounds is the uh, median there. 60 pounds, Blake. 60, yeah, I'll pounds. 60 is a median. I've shot, I've shot and killed deer at 45 pounds. I've shot and killed deer at 53 pounds. I've shot and killed deer at 65 pounds. I'm probably right around 58 or 59 pounds right now when I shoot. Uh, a lot of guys, if you shoot um, competitively, 3D, anything like that, uh, a lot of guys like to jack the poundage up a little bit when you're shooting in that type of atmosphere rather than when you're hunting. But as long as you can make an ethical shot, you can kill something at 40 pounds. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all. Uh, mine's maxed out. Immediate. It says it maxes out at 70. I would imagine it's in between 65 and 70, yeah. um, depending on how, how tight your string is, I guess. Uh, or how old your string is. You lose poundage <laughs> as your string gets older. Robbie, how old is your string? Or did you get it replaced? String. I got a pretty old string. I did not get it replaced. I tried so it was like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, it's old. Yeah. Jeez. So that, that uh, right there, there if it's supposed to be shooting 60, it's probably shooting 52. It's throwing a lot of arrows. Yeah. So so I, am, I am at 58 right now. 58. Oh, did you test it out without it breaking? Without it breaking. So we're old school here, folks. Yeah. I mean, Buy we it. don't we don't have a whole lot of whole I'm lot of loot school. to be doing new stuff all the time so <laughs> nah, probably, 14. probably while we're doing a podcast in a shed um but you know shed. we're we're trying to work it out here we're, we're building our st- ourselves up the ladder here the taking shed, steps shed studio. Steps. all right we're gonna see if we can't get brother the will to be see if you get the will to be stone we still have people tuning in or are they sick of us and leaving they're pretty sick of us i think no, it's sure pretty sick of us i guarantee it i'm sick i'm sick of us i'm sick of you too let's see if we can get will to be on the line not you, not Roy, just you. Just me. Hello. There he is. Hey, Wildebeest. How are you guys? Doing you, good. So, uh, we got Wildebeest on the phone from, uh, R2 Pursuits down in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. It's called Rut and River Pursuits. Will, how you doing today? I am well. Doing very well. All right, turn him up a little bit, Rob. I'm working on it. All right, so we're going to m- mess with your volume, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what Rut and River's doing right now? Oh, my goodness. We are. We just released our third podcast, and uh, it's uh, it's going well. Very well. We're having fun. Um, we have a couple in the can, but... Uh, Oh, we got a couple. Nothing like being live. We got a couple. Of no, you're live right now. People can't hear you on Facebook right now, but you are live. And we, too, have a couple in the can. So we have 23 in the can. Well, no, we have 23 on the air and probably a half dozen in the can. Oh, yeah, we definitely have a bunch in the can. At some point in time, we might open Probably 23 in we the might, can. We might open that can up and let some of them out from the can. But oh, that might out. end. That might end <laughs> us as <laughs> We'd have to change PA some. rut report. We'd we have, have to turn into X-rated. <laughs> we have to change some stuff. So, Wildebeest, how was your first day out east? Or how was how was um, R2, R2 as a group's first day or first couple days? First day out was uh, successful for... Uh, Sammy P. I saw that. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't too far away from me, so, uh, he managed to get one really early, and then, uh, that inspired me to get out of the stand and help him and take some sweet pictures. <laughs> I saw, I saw some of those pictures. That was a big doe, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, Sammy's a big dude. So Sammy's a big dude. Any yeah. doe is going to look small compared to him, but it was, yeah, it was a big nanny. It looked especially giant. when it's especially when it's hoisted up on his shoulders. So, <laughs> so Sammy P. Sammy P. Nailed a doe. Uh, how did the other our two boys fare? I said, I said, Bud, put that on your shoulders. And he had been dragging it for a little bit, and you know, sweat's pouring down. And oh, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> but he did. <laughs> yeah, I said, get it up there. So that wasn't just for a picture op; that he was actually carrying it out of the woods, <laughs> like a real man. He's a man's man. A man's man's man. He's our, yeah, he's a boy. He got lucky. Um, you know, just a good set, good wind, good everything that that morning. I didn't see anything. Um, you didn't see anything. Come on, Nothing. Now. What's that? Did you shower before you went out? No, not the first I didn't. day. That's, I didn't either. I like that musk <laughs> from the night before on me whenever I go out the first day, especially. They prefer, they prefer you smelling natural. That way, if I go in there and spook anything out, they know that, you know, that smells danger. And then I go in there all sleek and showered up the next couple of weeks, and they don't know I'm even there. Oh, I don't know if sleek Kyle would be the operative word. Kyle showers like every 10 minutes. Does he, shower, does he shower with those wipes oh, in the stand? He's sent free everything. He can't, he can't even fart around him. He brings the baby wipes. Kyle, does it, how's his beard coming along? He's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, trimming a little bit. And I, I, I kind of encourage the trimming because it, as long as he doesn't shave it entirely, uh, the trimming's okay, but he... Uh, he needs to let the bottom drop out a good, you know, good two or three more inches. Hey, not everybody can grow as full a beard as Brother Roy or P.A. Rep. Brad or the Wildebeest or uh, Catfish or... It doesn't mean you can't try, though. It doesn't mean you can't try. Or fill or the buck, buck man or... We, uh, um, we have a rule, like a beard rule, and um, we all... It's like... Beard rule number one for us at, at the our two pursuits is it's we always yield to the man with the biggest beard and uh, brother Roy, you're king shit. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how do you know that right now, Will? Are you looking at him on some kind of device, or you've seen pictures of him yeah. before? I'm I'm social media savvy. That's true. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't, uh, Vouch for yeah, that. I, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't watch you guys on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. We're going to say something real quick. Uh, unfortunately, in our first soiree into live Facebooking while we're podcasting, uh, it's a little tricky. PA Rut Brad's cellular uh, device happened to die, so we are no longer live on Facebook. We're just talking into mics. Yeah, well. That's okay, though. That's quite all right. It's okay, though. So, how many minutes we have left in this first episode of Loveliness? Oh, the first, first episode. The first, first, the first part live, of our 23. First, first live Facebook. Yeah, episode 23. Uh, we got three minutes left. Three minutes. Three All right. Minutes so, left. Will, real quick, yeah. where are you hunting this weekend? I heard you're hunting for ducks. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we take a departure here. There's a... Um, little bit of a Y in the road this time of year for, for the Rutten River guys and 
some of us are still hunting deer and a lot of us start hunting ducks duck hunters you i've never hunted a duck duck hunters it's deer season silly duck hunters no, no, no. Duck, se- duck season. Duck. I, 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 the more, the more I get involved with uh, the the rut report, I'm surprised at, let's say, how many people actually do hunt waterfowl. I mean, there's a lot of goose hunters, a lot of duck hunters out there. That I just, uh, no, I mean, my old man never duck hunted or goose hunted, and nobody I ever hunted with did. So yeah. I never did. But there's a lot of dudes around here that do, and they get pretty jazzed up about it. So. Jazzed. Jazzed. Mm. Mm. Uh, no question about it. Uh, best time of year. I mean, the, the, your your brotherhood gets a little tighter. That's um, true. It's not like deer hunting. You can talk a lot. and uh, you know, you, There's a time to get serious when they're circling and stuff, but, I mean, there's nothing like duck hunting. You can That's lay, true. lay I, beside I, each other in a duck blind in the I, muck. I, I've seen some of you guys' uh, duck blind videos, and you're right. The conversations get a little candid. Well, I I think we have a good opportunity to go live uh, Saturday, maybe. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. Everybody's going live. Everybody's going live Saturday. Just everybody, live yeah. shit going on. No, but I think we, we might. I, I don't know how much it'll take to coerce the guys into going live, but... <laughs> Just don't tell them. Just set the camera up. Just yeah, set the, the camera and let them go. Slapstick. Make yeah, sure you, you, have, the, be, you, make sure you have the beliefs explicitives on. You got to be careful with that stuff, though. But, uh... Yeah. Well... Are you want to join us a little bit for the second half, Will? It's up to you. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm yours. You're mine. You're mine. I'm yours. All right, I'm so... Yours yours. We are, uh... We're going to wrap this first half up. Uh, Wildebeest, we're going to come back with you, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, rut expectations um, and when this possibly could happen in the next few weeks here. Um, yep. What, what, our best, uh, what our best bet is, because, you know, uh, it seems like it's uh, every hunter's uh, mind for themselves uh, to what they think the rut's going to be. So um, we'll see what happens here. I uh, want you to catch us on uh, podomatic.com. Uh, you can catch our podcast there. Make sure you tune in to uh, our Twitter accounts and our Instagram. Um, also, tune in to, of course, Facebook, PA Rut Report, uh, and uh, you can get up to date live. Live. Go ahead. Up live. to date live. live. Not only podcast, but live in the yeah. woods situations. What's going live. on out there in Pennsylvania? Live. Roll call. Roll call. Roll call, baby. So, we'll be back with you for the second half. Uh, we're going to talk about the rut. So. Stay tuned. Thank you. PA Rut Report is your home for Pennsylvania's premier real-time hunting feed. Elevate your awareness with up-to-the-minute updates on rut activity throughout the Commonwealth. Tune in to PA Rut Report podcast for even more updates, tips, and tricks, and outdoor tall tales. PA Rut Report is dedicated to the strengthening of the tradition.
back. Second part of episode 23, PA Rut Reports, hunting, fishing, and outdoors. Still here, Brother Roy. That's PA me. Rut Rob. Yep. Yours truly, PA Rut Brad. Surprised you didn't say anything about Facebook Live again. Well, I was just about to say, hey, we're live, Facebook. I killed your... How y'all doing out there? Killed your intro. How's it going, everyone? It's all right. <laughs> Cheers. So, what time is it? What time of night is it on Wednesday night? 10.40. 10.40 on a Wednesday night, fueled by uh, Bush, you know and, <laughs> Bush you know. and uh, Budweiser. You know what that's called, don't you? Mm. No? Go ahead. No, no, it's, it's dedication. Right? Dedication. dedication. It is dedication. dedication. i got to be at work in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Roy's got to be up cutting trees. You ain't kidding. All right, so we're back with the... Uh, Second part, we said we're going to call uh, the wildebeest back, and we haven't done that yet. Should probably get him on the line, because we're going to talk about the rut. We'll, we'll call him back here and just spell. Okay. Let him hold out a little bit. Yeah. Let him stay awake. Keep his eyes peeled. Um, so, anyway, the rutting moon. The rutting moon. Yeah. The rutting moon. We posted something today on the site, Charles Allheimer. How do you say his last name? I think that's right. Allheimer? Yeah. It's not Alzheimer's. No, it's not Alzheimer's. <laughs> Allheimer, Charles Allheimer. Uh, uh, pretty crafty dude when it comes to whitetails. Uh, he, he's been doing it for pretty how many years? Crafty. Yeah. How many years? A been lot say of on years. that video? A lot. A lot of years. I think yeah. I heard him say something back in the 80s, back in the 80s. Yeah. Him and his, uh, him and his partner have been, you know, breaking this down over years and years and years, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they came to the conclusion that it doesn't happen at the same exact time every year. Uh, you it know, all goes with the moon and the sun. That's what they're saying. A lot of guys would disagree with that. Um, I'm kind of a tweener on that. I'm not sure. I kind of agree with it, and I kind of disagree with it. It's just, um, it, you know, tweener. but, but there again, I can't hunt the actual... You, you, you only have so many days in Pennsylvania to hunt. So for me to say, you know, I'm going to hunt that rut and moon or I'm going to wait and do this, do that. and You can't, you can't you do can't, it. Yeah, you have to get out there whenever you can get out there. And, you know, you're hoping that uh, some action falls on those dates. But I'm a pretty firm believer every single year, you know, and this is because this is the only time we can hunt the rut quote on quotations the rut um is the last or the first week in november the second, second week, in, week november. in november yeah um so that's when your action is going to start really really picking up um right now i believe we're in a little bit of a kind of a wool period uh, a lot of guys aren't are, are getting discouraged they're not seeing a lot of deer out there oh things will pick up it always yeah. picks up late october so early november i took off a few days and i never did this before but i have a couple vacation days to burn um, here till the end of uh, end of rifle season, really. But um, I took a couple days. Uh, I think it was the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth of October, and then I took off the thirty first, which is Halloween. Um, I never hunted Halloween before, but <laughs> everybody, you know, you always hear these things on the you know on the internet that said, you know, take off Halloween. You have to hunt Halloween. Hunt Halloween. Hunt the thirty first. So um, well, I'm doing it this year. I forget what the name of the guy was who commented on our first. Well, the first part of the podcast on Facebook Live, he said he shot three deer on Halloween. I did see that. Three three deer deer on Halloween. Three deer. Maybe it's just something in the air. I don't know. The the ghosts and goblins out there. (laughs) Or it's just luck. I don't know. Right place, right time. um, I'm I'm taking off a couple days early this year, and I'm taking off a couple days on the 
first week in November, and I'm taking off the last two days of the season. I'm sorry, the last three days of the season, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I should put myself in a good opportunity um, to kill a, a, a buck. Um, last year I did the same thing, but it got so hot, and the yeah, days that, that I took was off terrible. was 70 some degrees, and it was just it was really tough on man. I could have hunted in a t-shirt and shorts. Oh well, last yeah. last year was one of those years where it was a hard year. Everybody's like, "Oh, things are going to work out perfect." If you followed the rutting moon and you figured that that plays role into what it is, the moon was right. Going to happen. The they're saying, wrong. "Yeah, well, they're saying yes. It, everything's going to like hit right at the right time this year. This year is going to be a peak rut at the last two weeks of the season, and then it was eighty-five degrees for three days in a row." And yeah, that's not good. You know, I like I like twenties in the morning. Like yeah. forty during the day, yeah. For that that last week, second I mean, week archer. I can remember a few years ago. It was um, it was late October. Uh, maybe it was probably in the twenties of October, or some somewhere. But I know it wasn't in November. But we had a snow. It was our first snow. We had like three inches on the ground. It was a few years ago, and I'll tell you what, that was the most activity I've ever seen in the archery woods. Um, in one day, one morning set, year. one I morning have, set. I, I do recall that morning. I saw fourteen I have, deer. Three I've bucks. Seen bucks chasing does everywhere. It was nuts, man. They, they were, were just back and down forth. Sliding. Yep. yep. Craziness in the woods. It was like they were playing it was almost. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah. oh, it's the first snow we're out playing like little kids. It was on <laughs> they were playing all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing, yeah. Playing a wrong game. But that was unbelievable. And that, you know, got, a lot of guys say it has to do with the weather. It has to do with, you know, you got to have cool temperatures. You got to have uh, everything, everything fit right for it to happen. And, you know, I agree with that to a point, And I agree with the moon to a point. Um, you know, the moon can be just right, like we said, but you know, that temperature gets up to 70 some degrees and everything's just not as active as it should be. Yeah. He shuts everything down. Yeah. I, I, I think. Well, I you just think there's a number of different, uh, things that affect when it does start in, in what area it starts. Cause even if you look at the stuff on our page, <clears throat> there'll be guys in one part of the state saying man activities at a peak high and other guys in other parts of the state are laughing at them saying, yeah, the rut didn't start yet. I mean, it's, it very much varies, and I think there are a lot of influences. I think definitely the moon influences it for multiple reasons. I mean, and some does too. They come, they come in, in they come in estrus. That's what, yeah. Different times of the year. Yep. I've heard, I've heard, um, concepts of it's, it's always a set amount of days after does give birth. Yeah. I've heard that too. I've heard that as well. Um, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of theories out there. And I think, I mean, all of them probably have relevance. I wouldn't pinpoint it down to one thing. I think it's, cha- I mean, in my lifetime of paying attention to it when it comes on, how deer act in the area that I hunt, it varies pretty greatly anyways. I mean, I can never really pin it down to one thing outside of warm weather, screwing everything up. And Go ahead, Roy. Oh, I was just, the best thing to do between, I'd say from the 25th on, of our archery season, 25th, the second week in November. Just, if you can be out in the woods, be out in the woods. Yeah. Get your butt in the trees yeah, if you can. Anything can happen any of them days. But a lot of guys, you know, there, there's another deal too here with the rut, um, in the chasing period and this, you know, and, and there's, there's different periods of the rut, but a lot of guys, you know, so what are you considering the rut? Are you considering seeing, you know, the most mature bucks on their feet or are you consider seeing and just the most bucks you see? Cause, I've been out in the woods and I've had, you know, half a dozen in one morning scrub bucks to Small little eight bucks. points. Yeah. 
running I, everywhere, I chasing stuff everywhere. Matured, so, matured so deer. that's what you're saying. You're, you're you're saying the rut is the mature deer getting on the hoof. That's what I would say because yeah. I see a lot of little spikes and little basket racks running around grunting and they don't oh, even know yeah. what they're doing. Well, I mean, there's 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 guys big buck. Yeah, there's guys on the page right now saying, "Oh, the ruts." The, I'm seeing rut activity. I believe you see rut activity. Oh, right. the, the oh young, yes. The I seen deer, bucks fighting yeah, last yeah. night. But I mean, you'll see you'll see young bucks fighting from the middle of October yeah. up until the last day of the archery season into yes. into bear and into rifle season. Really, you'll see young bucks. Well, you'll, you'll see you'll see young bucks fighting in. August. I mean, it depends on what most guys out there consider fighting. Fighting. I mean, they, people think they put their horns together. They're fighting. Yeah, no, they might yeah. just be playing around, they're, yeah, scuffling they're a little, and mm-hmm. testing, testing stuff out. They're not really fighting, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah, they're active, but when they get active, there's a a market a market difference in what you can see and how uh, even just exciting it is. To it's a much more audible hunt. <clears throat> in relation to grunt, hearing him grunt, hearing him move, hearing him chase, uh, and it's just <clears throat> all that much more exciting. Whenever it's you can hear him coming, and you know it's not a freaking squirrel yeah. twenty yards behind. The most time it is a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. That's, a, see that's a, a love. That's a love hate relationship right there with the squirrel. Um, look in one direction, you're like, I know it's a squirrel. I'm not turning around. As much as you decide to turn around, it's a deer. <laughs> as much no, as, I yeah. killed two really nice bucks in rifle season. Never killed a never killed a really nice buck in archery, but um, I killed two really nice bucks in rifle season. They both, it was awesome. I watched them coming from a couple. You know, the one was like 200 yards away. I could see him coming, just zigzagging with his nose down, whole way, whole way to me. It took like a half an hour to get to me, and I whacked him. Um, he was rutting. That was, that was the rut. That was, uh, I think that was the first Tuesday rifle season. And he was in the rut. He was searching for a doe. There was no doubt in my mind. A hot doe came through there and he was searching for a doe. Hot for you. I've heard guys talk about a second rut. Do you ever hear anything on that? Do you think it's that rut. early though, or do you think it? Nah, do you think it goes nah, nah, into nah. like January, January into I'm the muzzleloader season? Yeah, in the muzzleloader yeah stuff. I believe that. Yeah. Second rut. Yeah, I believe there's a second right out there, but I mean, whenever you can see that buck coming, and I mean, I I hope to be uh, blessed with that someday to be able to harvest a mature deer. Um, uh, doing that, doing that nose to the ground, zigzagging the whole way down through the woods right to me, you know. Yeah, when they uh, get to you, they're just panting, tongue mm-hmm. hanging out. That's awesome to see. I've yep. seen it a few times, and it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, I, I saw one of the biggest bucks in my life. I think I was about 16 years old. Uh, on the same property I hunt now, and um, he came a doe, uh, a doe ran out of the thicket with his tail down, and I was new to hunting back then. I was new to archery. Um, doe came out of the thicket with a tail down, and I was like, "That's weird. She has her tail down, but she's running." And I look back, and here comes this monster ten. I mean, just a gigantic ten, but not running. She was running. He was just kind of walking, you know, all bristled up, all you know, just oh yeah, oh, yeah. just <laughs> trot, you know, pumped up, you know. <laughs> he was ready to go. Exactly. Uh, he came out of this thicket right behind her, and holy hell, my heart, I mean, my heart went down to my stomach. I'm sitting there like, please give me a shot, please give me a shot. Never gave me a shot. Um, but ultimately, I sat all day that day. I saw that same buck again at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And this was probably about 10.30 when I saw him the first time. I saw him at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the second time I saw him that day. Um, he was way down below me in the thicket. I uh, couldn't get a shot at him again. So uh, never saw that deer again. One day I saw him. That's it. That's how it goes. Yeah, that was it. 
So I hunted hard for him too. Hunted that same spot for him for never the see next him again. Year. Never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted the rest of my archer season chasing this buck. But uh, yeah, I mean it, that that was a that was a pretty cool deal seeing that buck just cruising. Basically, he must have been just doing circles all day long, and I got to I was fortunate enough to see him twice. So in one day, pretty neat. We figure we should probably call Will back here. Give yeah, Will give him a call. Definitely. See if he'll answer the phone. He's waiting on with with bated breath. Oh, he'll answer the phone. So we're gonna call this wildebeest fellow. Let's see if we can get him on a line out east. Where's he from? Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. What's he What's he doing again? Well, he's, duck, he's duck hunting this weekend, which is really <laughs> weird for being for being both archery season. season. Never duck yeah, hunting this season. Apparently mm-hmm. not duck hunting. Period. But <laughs> maybe they're in rut right now. Perhaps he don't he don't know where you're from. We're going to try something different here, too, because in part one of the Facebook Live, people couldn't hear him, so they didn't know how sexy he sound. Hello. Hello. See, see what it's like when we put him on speaker. Hello, Will. We can can hear you, you hear me? Don't sing like that, Brad. I'm sorry. Can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you, Will. What's happening? What's happening with you? You like it? Of course it's good. Yeah, sounds great. Everything's good. Are you guys having a good time being live? Is it nerve-wracking? No, it's not nerve-wracking. It's not too bad. Well, Roy, he might, Brother Roy might be a little nervous. I'm He's up bit. front there. He's right at the, right well, right well, the breast of the camera. You know, we wanted, Brother Roy wanted to do something. So if you're watching. <coughs> oh, yeah. If you're watching live right now. Um, what was that I wanted to do? Food plot. You're gonna, you're gonna, oh, gonna we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go 4D here. On 4D. 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 All right, here we go. This so, is a real, brother this is Roy. A real so, deal. if you guys are paying attention uh, to the first half, technology. Brother Roy is the master food plotter <laughs> guy. I'm not a and, master. Uh, right? Well, he's mastering like it. Everybody else, he's mastering. Out. Well, let's let's ask Will, our our two brother, if they have anybody in their uh, regime. That uh, specializes in the old food plotting. You guys have any experts in the R2 family? William? Uh, I, I kind of barely heard the question about food plots. Yeah, the food plots. Do you have anybody in your crew that's mastered the food plot planting? No. No, well then here we go. We can, By default, we can hybrid Roy, <laughs> brother Roy. Brother Roy is now you guys' expert too. <laughs> I'll give I'll give everybody the best advice I can. He'll <laughs> right, so. lead you in the complete wrong direction. Mainly try on it. Um, I'll say this on our break from episode or part one of this episode into part two, we were eating. What were they? Ramps. Uh, ramps. Ramps. But ramps. what were they? Pickled in what? Uh. I can't tell you that. It's yeah, that's secret. You, I'm, pickled, a pick, I'm a pickle guy. Pickled in brother, brother Roy's uh, special rim pickling sauce that you can yeah, get. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I can't be giving vin- you a recipe vin- away. Vinegar, sugar, uh, sugar, and water. Yeah, I'm very Delicious. interested in all that stuff. I mean, he, I've been uh, loosely following him a bit. Uh, you know, he's got some skills. He's a wild guy. Very skilled one. I kind of like the uh, different tone in the phone call uh, deal. It sounds like we're like phoning a guy in that's like tracking a storm right now, like Jim Cantori or something. I like, I like the, I like the, uh, I like the sound of it. Jim Cantori. But you're not Jim you Cantori, want, are you? You need the weather. I'll fire up the copter. <laughs> fire up the copter, Will. Don't fly it over. Don't fly it on over here for us. 
So anyway, <laughs> the uh, I mean, you're you're getting the uh, full vantage point of the Facebook Live right now. Does it look pretty good? Sound pretty good? Everybody seems you seem like you're enjoying it. Is your wife enjoying it with you or no? <laughs> Oh, we got everybody gathered around. I called my neighbors over. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's like it's like a draft, it's like the NFL draft. You got a bonfire and all that stuff going, yeah. huh? I I was hoping to use it like the sound quality was better on Facebook, but there's there's a huge delay, but it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, there's a big delay, and people got to realize that we've had a couple people comment saying, uh, "You guys' mics, you guys' mics are no good. Turn the mics up, and it's." We're really, you guys are live, but you're really not. Yes, we're yeah, really, we're, we're really live. Re- we're recording this for our podcast, which will be put out in a couple of days. But what you're hearing on Facebook Live is us talking through the microphone on the cell phone that we're recording it on. So that's why there's a, a variance there. Yeah, but it's working. It looks good. It's kind of cool. I never, uh, I didn't realize it was going to be, you know. As chill as it is, it's actually not nerve-wracking at all for me. I don't know about you guys. Chill. It's very... It's pretty chill for me. It's very chill. Uh, but um, anyway, what a beast. I, I I have a question for Brother Rob, Roy. Ooh, yes, go ahead. Oh, man, on the Brother spot. Rob, too. <laughs> Rob, too. All right. Go ahead. But, uh, Brother Roy, do you kill any deer? Or you, do you kill do you any just, deer? Do I kill any deer like this year? Or in previous I, I, I see a lot, a lot of plants. I, I, uh, I kill a lot of deer. He kills them, yeah. That's awesome. There's not too many on that page yet, but there will be. I just, I'm just learning this page, so <laughs> you have to give me time. Yeah, he, he, uh, He'll come down and give you a little bit of a tutorial on how to take pictures and stuff. Yeah, but we're that good at that. Some, some photo tutorials. Yeah, I think you need to give us all a lesson. I yeah, think I, I'm the guy. I, I don't. I don't have internet in my house. I don't have a computer. I don't even. Have, yeah, I don't even have cable. He just learned that that's a microphone today. So anyway, uh-huh. I think I think if I could get catfish to learn how to do this stuff, I can. There's good chance I can show you guys. That's pretty. Well, that's a pretty viable statement. I believe that statement. Catfish is he back from Honduras yet? Honduras. He just got back, and that is a heck of a story. I hope he gets to tell it, maybe on a podcast or two. Yeah, don't ruin it. Don't um, ruin it. We'll save it. I won't. I can't give it away at all. Um, but yes, he's back. He's safe. He's uh, he's alive in the United States. He ain't having any of them bad dreams anymore, is he? <laughs> he videoed pretty much the whole thing. I saw a couple of his. Uh some of his footage up there on the old Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like some pretty cool stuff. Morning. Morning. <laughs> what are you saying over there? <laughs> duck hunt. Let's duck, go to duck what duck we were talking about here. Yeah, so anyway, what we're talking about with your duck hunting. What kind of ducks are you hunting? Yeah. Uh, well, we, where we are, it's mostly mallards. You can sprinkle in a black duck or two and uh uh, Sounds teal at times, yeah, but it's let's mostly not, let's not get Let's not get real, you yeah, know, here. It's maybe maybe East Coast of the state. Black ducks. Black ducks. Anyways. Anyway. Um, I was never really big into waterfowl hunting, and I heard um, this, what was it, two or three weeks ago, we were at Camp Roebuck in Diamond Valley recording episode 23, the, the, the original uh, planned episode 23, but it didn't quite work out. No, it but, didn't work uh, out. 
there was a guy who was there was a couple guys who were pretty uh, avid waterfowl hunters talking about um is it the band on the duck is it is that the term that I'm using correctly the, the, the I don't banded know. ducks I don't know about duck well the, the the ducks that you can tell have migrated down or where they're what state they're from or where they're from based on markings on them is that true or false uh, that's true and that's a big trophy that's like the horns for uh yeah for a buck you know drop time or something that you get a duck with a band that i've never gotten one sammy has a few um but yeah that's all you can call a number typically and and ask where the duck was from and um. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. That is cool. That is cool. So, of of Sammy's banded ducks, where are they from? Oh, I wouldn't know. We'd have to have him on a, on a duck show. Or we'll have to. We'll um, have to. We'll have to ask Sammy how his shoulders are. Yeah. And uh, I got a guy. Um, our new guy, uh, Shane Bear. He's up in North Dakota right now, and uh, doing well. I don't know if you guys got get to see that. Uh, I think I did see a picture of him. Uh, I, th- I thought it was just him with a 34-degree temperature or something, 33-degree temperature, but I did see something that he is up there, yeah. Yeah, no, they tripped 24 hours straight, whatever, uh, him and four other buddies. He had this uh, trip planned before he joined us. Um, but it's really cool. Um, man, they're, they're getting into him. Good. Good, good, good. That's good. So, ban- so the, the whole banded duck thing that could come from really a lot of different states whenever they – how do they band them? They put them out, they, these ducks out? Yeah, yeah. They, they'll, uh, it, there's a whole bunch of different ways. And uh, I am very have very limited knowledge on this, but uh, um, some of them get netted. Uh, and then banded by a different wildlife biologist um, or game commissions will do that. Not typically game commissions, but uh, but I couldn't tell you. I mean, in all honesty, it's uh, but I know a lot of uh, wildlife uh, biologists and stuff band them, and they like to get the calls and stuff like that. They did. Did they like to get the calls that they're dead or? Just to, you know, just to kind of say, you know, uh, Catfish got one, it was either last year or the year before, and, uh, his duck came from South Carolina. Oh, that's cool. And he killed it in the, near your area? Uh, down, uh, like Gettysburg area. That's awesome. Roy looked like you wanted to say something. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, cancel that. I'm going to cut in. I'm going to cut. That. <laughs> I lost that. <laughs> I'm going to cut in real quick with a, a statement that G.I. Justin put up on this live Facebook feed. Uh, getting back to food plotting, not to catch you off on the ducks or anything, Will, but... Oh, no, not at all. I don't want to railroad the show. I just... Uh... <laughs> He said, food uh, plots, bud. oh yeah, oh yeah. He said, the, ducks, uh, ducks like food plots too. That's true. They do, they that do. Is true. We're going to get into that in the next, uh, episode 24 and a half. Yep. Ducks duck, and duck, food plots. Duck food plotting. Um, but G.I. Justin said the buck that he shot, and I'm sure some people have seen the buck that he shot. Pretty decent. It's actually an 11 point. Not a bad buck. No, I'd have shot it. It's an old, he said it was an old buck. 
had three teeth left in its skull. Cool I heard one, there, heard one tooth and it was ground down to the gum. Yeah. Muscles. Muscles. We should see the muscles on this deer. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, it was a good buck. He said Brother Roy had helped him go in and plant some food plots this year. Yeah, we did a nice clever yeah. badge. He said they came up very well, and the buck that he shot had a pretty big belly full of clover. That's so. good because there wasn't too much clover in that area Yep, where we put that food plot, so he must have been in it. There you go. Real world. A real world instance of Brother Roy's effect on the deer. If you plan it, they will come. And if you plan it, they will come. That's a great one. Um, so, do you? Did he kill that buck over top of that food plot, or did he? Was he in a different like, no, transition I think he, period? I think he was in a transitional area between. I mean, I'm not sure. I know he wasn't on a food plot. Like he wasn't gotcha. running a long one. At least I don't think. Well, the picture that I saw of him <laughs> with the deer uh, wasn't gutted yet, and it was in kind of like a it looked like a grown up field, like a high grass field. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't sure if it was on the edge of that or or yeah, what happened. There. Not sure. Now he not might sure. he might tune in here since we're live. He's not talking, talking about yeah. him right now. So that's what he just made that comment. So perhaps he'll come again. So anyway, back on the box. A lot of hammers have hit the ducks. The bucks. The bucks. The bucks. Okay. A lot of hammers have hit the dirt already this year. Yeah, decent amount of big bucks. Decent amount of big bucks. That one that uh, what's his name? Big Dan. Big. Is it Big Dan? Is it Big Dan? It was the biggest buck killed this year on our page. It was Big Dan. I think it's Big Dan. Hopefully he's tuning in right now. Say yes, that's me. Big Dan. I'm Big Dan. Big Dan Brenner or something like that. <laughs> Hang on a second. You just um, Big Dan. It was Big a, Dan. It was a hammer of a buck. And that was killed the first week, I believe. <clears throat> I think that he is one of the ones that said no to the moon. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He doesn't not believe a in that. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe He doesn't believe in that. <laughs> you think that's uh, what he was looking Anyway, to? he killed one of the biggest bucks so far. Posted to PA Rut Report. Uh, Big Dan Brenner or Big Dan something. Hang on a second. I'll figure it out here. You're going to get it. Just a minute. So we're scrolling down through here. However, this guy killed a absolute hammer. He says no to the moon. He doesn't think that that has anything no to do with to it. No to the moon. Um, I can say this in relation to first, first day deer. Seeing, I've, I've probably seen more large bucks on the first day of archery season than I have um, any time until the rut has actually been on pretty heavy when the season's actually still in. Um, well, that's because you killed <coughs> one of the, the, well, the biggest buck you ever killed uh, the, yeah, the biggest on the first day of archery season. bodied buck I've ever killed was definitely on the first day of archery I season. I think certain but areas seen, have I think, well, hold bucks in them early and then them bucks leave and go other places. We'll say that. Yeah, depending upon the nature of the, of the land that you're hunting on, they they tend to stay in their patterns for a while until something turns them off of their patterns. So the first day of archery season, if you're out there scouting and you're used to seeing them, typically they're going to be still on those same patterns. We'll say the probability of them still being on that pattern is much higher on day one than it is on day 12 Almost of the archery yeah. season. So um, it's good to be out. I mean, like I said, I've shot the biggest buck and seen the most large deer on the first day just primarily because of that in the area that i hunt they stick to their same travel patterns for at least the first day or week depending upon 
pressure. Will, what do you think? Still with us? Will's gone. Well, I think we lost him. No. No, oh, Will's there gone. He is. He's <laughs> Will's gone, guys. <laughs> oh, man. He's back. Brad wants to know what you I, think. What, what do you think, Will? Chime in whenever you want, man. I um, <laughs> I didn't hear. I mean, there was a lot of words. And was, you know, <laughs> too much, too you much, mean to tell us you weren't paying attention to what we were saying. That's what you're saying, huh? Uh, it's like my wife. I, I can't have, it's like, you know, when there's too many words. I tune it out. Graduated to that level with you, huh? I'm just kidding. This is a podcast. and <laughs> a podcast for that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were talking. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what were you saying? We were talking about the uh, bucks and uh, how this big, uh, some big bucks have dropped already. Um, and the one guy. Big Dan, I believe his name was. I'm not sure of his last name. Robbie won't. We look. gave. I gave Rob up, I gave up, up looking. Me. I gave uh, up looking. But uh, he killed. Oh, yeah. He killed a huge buck. It's probably probably one of the biggest bucks that's been put on the page so far this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was the first week of archery season, and uh, he commented on the Charles Allheimer Charles Allheimer uh, post today, and just with a no, with uh, exclamation points after it, like he doesn't believe that it that it is the moon. Um, that has anything to do with the rut. Um, and this guy dropped a hammer on the first week of archery season. So, you know, it's, uh, I, it's to each their own, I guess. I think it's like temperature more than anything, but yeah, the, I, I don't know. So we got a guy with temperature again. Who am I? Hey, you're, you're the wildebeest. That's who you are. It's true. We got, we got three does down in our group. No bucks. So. Do Dan. Did you save all the P, all the pea sacks for the does? Put them out. Put them out. Did you save the pea sacks? <laughs> Did you save the piss sacks? Pierre up Brad likes to we're save just, the piss sacks. I just I take his. We're just putting some meat in the freezer. But uh, there you go. I don't know, shame on you, I don't brother. Know where the bucks are? This is the time of year to put meat in the freezer. That's right. I cap I cap the pea sacks off with a. Twisty tie, little sandwich tie, and put them in the freezer, and then break them out during the rut. If I kill a doe early, get that no comment from Will. Get that frozen deer. Yeah, no comment from anyone. <laughs> yeah. get, get some of that frozen deer piss going. This is I, I'm having a little bit of technical, but I I'm having great time. Don't make and excuses. Bear with me. Don't make excuses. <laughs> Nobody likes excuses. Just kidding. I don't save pee. I was asking if you saved the pee from the piss sacks. From the day you kill early. It was a good way off course. But we were way off course again. So anyway, um, the rutting moon is supposed to happen on November 14th this year. The rutting moon, I believe, is supposed to be the second full moon after the autumn equinox. Which you're getting all tested. I know, <laughs> but if you, well, if you watch the video, if you watch the video today, first full moon in November. If you watch the video today, it's the second full moon after the autumn equinox. Um, that's supposed to be the rutting moon. It's supposed to hit, I think, on November 14th this year. So they say the most activity is supposed to be before that. Um, once that rutting moon hits, I guess. Basically, that's the actual rut where they're all pretty much on lockdown. It's, and it's tough to kill a uh, mature buck because basically he's got his does already picked out and, and uh, rounded up and what have you. But um, what have you. so 
if it's the 14th this year, the last day of archery season in Pennsylvania for most regions um, is the 12th of November. Yeah. So I would say that if you're following the moon cycle, that the best time to be in the woods would be two weeks prior to that, any chance you can possibly get, which would hold true to pretty much everybody's notion and saying that first two weeks the first two weeks of november is the best time to be in the woods but that's exactly but that's because we can't hunt any longer than to hunt first two weeks of november yeah so um heard a lot of people complaining about that aspect thinking that the season should run it runs a lot longer than a lot of other states well i think it should run I think it should run completely up until rifle season to the end of rifle season. That's that's how I feel about it. Right up to rifle season. Yep. All the way through bear, all the way through Thanksgiving, yep. all yep. the way yep. th- through the end of rifle season. If you want to hunt with a bow, you hunt with a bow. Seven days a week. Rifle. Yeah. Yes. Seven days Seven a week, days a week would be great. Five days a year. Um, Most people work, you know, five days a week, and then it rains Saturday, and it gets nice Sunday, and mm-hmm. you're not allowed to hunt. Well, it's not only, I mean, I can find the time to get out whenever I can. Um, where I feel it's hurting the most with the no Sunday hunting is it hurts the kids, uh, to take a kid out there on a Saturday when it's pouring down rain or, uh, they take them out on a Saturday and they don't see anything. They're going to lose interest really quick. They can only get out one day. You know, a lot of, most kids, I would say, and I'm going to pull statistics out, but I would say 85% of the kids probably only hunt whenever their dad can in rifle season with them. Yeah. Yes. So you're hunting that first Monday because all kids have off school. um, And then your dad has off work, we hope, on Saturday. So you're hunting that day. And then your dad has off work, we hope, on the next Saturday. Saturday and then season's over. And then So you got three days to hunt. And that's three days. How many days have you gone, Brother Roy, in the archery woods without seeing a deer? And you're like, what in the world is going on? It happens. Yeah. (laughs) So you're taking this kid out for three days, three Picked days for you, not days that you can get out. But that's the pick. Well, let's look, take this take this season into consideration. I mean, the last two Saturdays have been pouring down rain. Yep. So if your if, if 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 your entryway into hunting as a youth is to sit down in pouring rain and see no deer, then the probability of you gaining interest in that is very very low. So I mean, and it's it's different now than it was when we were kids. I mean, when I started hunting at age 12, you'd go sit in the in the woods and you'd see 30 or 40 deer a sit. You'd see a lot of bucks. And you, it was just the herd number. The herd was much higher when we were oh, we 12, younger. 13, 14. But we so didn't that's, have the class well, that's, of bucks we have now. We didn't have the class of bucks, but you were out there and you could see like to, to get the interest going when you're young because you don't have that now. So all the more emphasis on having additional days, at, in my opinion, at minimum for youth to hunt. Because I have a seven-year-old, six-year-old son that if I were able to go out with him on Sundays, I'd go out with him every Sunday. Every Sunday. I don't care if I carry my bow or rifle or you at least anything. have him out. He's out. He's experiencing it in, 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 on another day where otherwise, like we're saying, you, you don't have the, the opportunity because the numbers are down. Because the sport is shrinking in numbers because of the nature of just culture in general, I think Sunday hunting would be good at minimum from a youth perspective. Well, also, whenever we were younger growing up and our dads were taking us out, um, there wasn't any 
stuff to hold us back from going out. It was either we were playing outside. We didn't have cell phones. In yeah, we were playing outside or we were going hunting. Yeah. So we were six minutes over. Six minutes over. Great. He tried to signal it to me, but I don't care anymore. So we're six minutes over. We can cut it out. We but said it before. We're the so band. we didn't have that. We didn't have those uh, different uh, things to deter us from not wanting to go out all to sit here and play on my iPad or you know play video games or whatever. You know, um, I was always one of those kids that just wanted to be out there, just because what else was I going to do? You know. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy Well, what about that? Same arguments there. Same arguments there. My, but my, we're still out there. We're yeah, still yeah. out there. We're just using technology uh, to our best yeah, no. advantage. <laughs> to our best. To, to our, our best, best advantage. advantage. Yes. Um, my father-in-law is always like, "Oh yeah, you guys go out there and sit there, just sit on your phones all day." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, well, yeah, I kind of do, but I mean." And as another unfortunate aspect of what culture is and how how things are working nowadays, to get kids out there and do it, to engage them in the manner in which they're being engaged everywhere else is beneficial. So yeah. the phones, the phones, as distracting as um, negative from a connotation standpoint as they are with some people, are a good thing for the sport because that's the one of the core ways that we're going to make sure that we can maintain it as a tradition as a sport yeah so that's yeah we have yeah. to bide, bide bide with the times yes. i guess you can say and yep. do what you do, yep. do your due diligence <laughs> and hope, 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 <laughs> hope you make a difference well on uh, that note i think we lost will you know, I think yeah, we he will. probably hung yeah. up that's yep. all right well thank you will, will the beast for uh the beast. joining us in R2, the uh, podcast Make sure you guys check out R2 Pursuits, Rut and River Pursuits on Facebook. East Coast um, Brothers. They have uh, Instagram. Also, uh, I'm sure they have all the other pages, too. I don't <laughs> I don't deal with that. PA Rut Rod does. So. Um, but um, we uh, appreciate you guys tuning in to this uh, week's episode, this week's, this month's uh, episode of 23 of PA Rut Reports, Hunting, Fishing, and Outdoors. Hope you enjoyed it. I uh, hope you're Facebook Live people uh enjoyed it um we'll be back with you hopefully on saturday with another live episode uh episode 24 coming yep. at you hopefully yep. saturday this saturday tune in hopefully this saturday thank you check us uh, out for those you, we'll say this, for those that are out there and just to throw this out for those that are out there on facebook live watching this this episode of the podcast will be available probably in the next two or three days so um go to our website com. On the main page, you can access all of the most recent uh, podcast episodes we've had. Again, this is episode 23, so we've had 23 of them. There's 23 of them up there if you want to go up and just listen sometime to one of the older ones. Some people say they're all right. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in Some there. people say they're all right. I've heard, I've heard good things about them. So check them out. Um, and again, we're going to try to do this Facebook Live stuff as much as we can moving forward because... It's pretty, pretty, pretty it's, cool to be able to. It's the new thing. Well, it's yeah, cool to be able to yeah. introduced into it, and I'm going to try it out here. It's cool to be able to interact, stuff. interact with you guys while we're sitting here and doing this stuff. So we want to be in with the in crowd, folks. <laughs> we're, we're in with the in crowd. So All right, thank you for tuning in. With that, with that was 23. Off. Yep. Later, people. We're signing off. Stay tuned. See you, Facebook Episode land. 24. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>